Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz and today my topic is penny from heaven. When we find a penny, what do we do? I call it a gift. And today I'm going to talk about this in the sense of the spiritual gifts and the treasures that are often inspirations from the Lord. I want to thank today's sponsor, which is CTC Math and Our sponsors keep us on air and help us tremendously. So if you know someone who could benefit from the CTC Math curriculum, check it out at ctcmath.com. So you probably are wondering, why is Felice talking about a penny? Well, my question to you is, when you see a penny lying on the ground, what do you do? For many of us, we just walk over it and we ignore it. We do this for so many reasons, and all of them are valid. It's an insignificant amount, it's dirty, you don't feel like bending down to pick it up, and so on. And I was right there with you for quite some time. But then something changed. I decided that each penny signified a gift from God. While it may hold little value in the eyes of the world, because after all, it does represent the smallest coin we have, right? It can represent a priceless gift, a gift that God has in store for me. Each penny is a reminder. It is a blessing. It is a reminder that God knows me. He sees me. He sees all of me. And I am important in his eyes. This is one of those podcasts that I wish we were together because I imagine some of you are just like me. You stop and you pick up that penny or that coin. You realize it for what it is, not for the monetary value, but for the gift it is. It's a happenstance. It's something that's an accident, right? You may have turned to the left and not seen it, or maybe you stepped over it or you wouldn't have found it otherwise. It's a blessing that you happened upon and it has value. 
in your eyes. It reminds me of the widow's might. We read in Luke 21, 1 through 4, And he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts in the treasury. And he also saw a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in the offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. Just as the widow gave her savings, what was described in her poverty to the Lord, I too set aside this money from the Lord. I have areas throughout my house that are set up like little prayer corners. I have plaques proclaiming scripture verses, and basically, some have called my home a mini shrine. I don't consider it that way, but it's all a matter of perspective. Walking by a sign or a prayer corner reminds me to pray or to consider what the Lord has done for me. One particular shelf above my computer has a small depiction of Jesus and Joseph. Joseph is seated on a bench, and Jesus is standing and animated with his hand outstretched. Joseph is listening in rapt attention. The workbench and the work are briefly forgotten because of the conversation they're having, and it makes the viewer think, gosh, what are they talking about, or what kind of wisdom is Jesus imparting upon Joseph? It's one of those things that scripture doesn't talk about, but it It depicts a little slice of their life events that, you know, probably really happened and it really is just an artist's depiction, but it really captured me and I love it. And it reminds me that the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph existed. And sometimes we forget that. So I placed a little container there where I put my pennies that I find. And I feel that these gifts are given to me. But then I turn around and donate it back at some point when the coins add up. This is a visual sign of an invisible truth. Faith is invisible, but it has an impact on our lives. I know some people think that having a statue or a cross or even a picture depicting a religious scene is idolatry, which the Old Testament warns us about. And if I had a statue of Baal or Buddha, I would agree with you, but I don't. I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the lineage of David from which Joseph came in Jesus, and the true Lord and Messiah is Jesus Christ. He is my Lord and Savior. My God is a God of infinite love and mercy. I want reminders of Bible verses and religious scenes throughout my house. I have a gorgeous picture of Jesus stilling the waters. I have another one of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and one of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey on Palm Sunday. These are little slices of sacred scripture, and they are artist's rendering, and they remind us, they remind me of the true Lord and God. When a repairman walks into my home, They know what God I serve, and usually it leads to meaningful and often religious conversations. Maybe picking up pennies seems silly to you, but it is a small gesture reminds me of so many things that are spiritually important. My short list would include the following. 
It's a reminder not to take anything in my life for granted. It's an acknowledgement that even a penny can symbolize something greater. It's an understanding that the value is in the eyes of the beholder. It's also a remembrance that the value placed on material things in our world is nothing compared to what is in store for us in heaven. And it is also a reminder not to ignore those simple things in my life. If I asked you to make up a list, yours would look different. And believe me, my list is much longer. But for the purpose here, I want to just give you an overall idea. And that is a challenge to look at your day, each day, and see the gift that God has for you. No matter what happens, we can turn to the Lord and thank him. What is that penny that you've stepped over and ignored in your life? What is it that seems insignificant but holds a bigger or greater value? I feel blessed in so many ways, not because I live in a castle, not because I'm royalty, or not because I'm a multi-billionaire. I am blessed because my eyes have been opened just like Saul on the road to Damascus. And the Lord has called me by name. In Acts 9, 1 through 20, we read the entire account of Saul. But here is the first part. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that he found any that were on the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what to do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul rose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Most of us know that account, right? We know about it. We later read in the following verses that Aeneas, Ananias, who received a vision from the Lord, and he too said, Here I am, Lord. The Lord tells him specifically where to go, like even the street name, and what he would find. And what he would find was someone that Ananias did not want to have anything to do with, and that was Saul of Tarsus. Saul had been harming the Christians, and we learn that Ananias knew this. And he said to the Lord, he reminds God, well, you know, he's been harming the Christians in Jerusalem. And I want to stop here because doesn't it strike you as ironic? Here is this man who has a conversation with God, And, you know, he has this vision, and yet he's reminding the Almighty of something he already knows. Have we ever done that? 
Have you done that in your lives where you've reminded the Lord of something that he already knows? You know, sometimes when I pray, I even think, gosh, the Lord already knows what's on my heart. And I love it when the Lord, you know, brings something into my life or he answers a prayer that I never even asked him, but he knew it was something I yearned for. And, and in this, this regard here, with the conversation with Ananias, we just have to smile and think, gosh, God is so patient. He is so loving. He is so kind. And the Lord says to him in verses 15 through 16, go, for he is chosen. He's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And I am sure that Ananias was fearful, but he went. He was obedient. And he laid hands on Saul, saying in verses 17 through 20, And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. And so when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at, Dam- at Damascus, and Saul preaches. Immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. There's so much to unpack here, but one of the things was that, you know, we read that Saul got papers, right? He went to the synagogue and he asked for letters so that he was doing things that were right in his eyes. He went to the high priest. He, he went through the order of what was expected in that day. And so He thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he was doing the will of God. But God showed him in a powerful and mighty way, in a vision that blinded him, that, you know, he was thrown into darkness, three days of darkness, that what he was doing, it was a false belief. He was persecuting those who should not be persecuted, which makes me think, what false beliefs do I harbor? What do I need to dispel? Is it simple? You know, is it as simple as changing my mind about an insignificant coin on the ground? Or is it deeper in understanding that the God I serve is loving and kind, but he's also righteous? What will you do the next time you see a penny? Will you be reminded that it is a blessing from God? Will you step over it or will you pick it up? God restores our belief daily in him. And your challenge this week is to look at those little things that happen in your life as gifts from heaven, whether it is a penny that is found or something more, something deeper. And I urge you to go and read the gospel version of Acts 9, 1 through 20. You can even read more about Saul. And then later, God changed his name to Paul. And it's just like, you know, Abram and Sarai that became Abraham and Sarah. 
when God changes a name in scripture, it has a huge and important impact. And so too in our lives. I just thank you so much for listening. May God be blessed. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.